You're listening to Free Association right here on WZBC 90.3 FM and music there from Rabbit Rabbit Radio Volume 3. That was Rabbit Rondo featuring Nels Klein. And before that, we had Bill Callahan, Mickey Newberry, Ennio Morricone, Scott Joplin. And I'm very fortunate to have Carla Kilstead and Matthias Spassi here in the studio. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Brian. Thank you, Brian. Thank you so much. And that was a that was volume three. And I wanted to, um, you know, I've seen this band live a couple times, and I wanted to ask you guys about well, how did it how did it come together? And you know, I know a little bit about you know sort of how you guys how you guys met and so forth. But maybe you can talk about how this band came together because you guys were both doing a lot of stuff before this in different projects. That's true. I'll say a few words. <laughs> Long story. Uh, the duo uh, sort of start? slowly mushed together uh, <laughs> at the end of our tenure in the Bay Area. We played a couple shows, uh, a little opening slot for our old band, Sleepy Time Gorilla Museum. Right. Our Dadaist cabaret. I remember that band very well. Slap down. Um, we opened up for them. Our name, we had about 17 or 18 different names for a while. Every concert, it was a... You know, a new name. Um, we, I remember playing a, a, con, a, a sort of a dinner concert at Chicken John's house. Right. Where we didn't Chicken have... Chicken John Rinaldi. We didn't really have a, a name, but we had a couple songs that we wrote, and then we did a bunch of, like, Appalachian covers, and we didn't do any bangles, tunes, or we poison didn't. covers. Was this or, here in Massachusetts? No, this was, was in the Bay Area. This was in the Bay Area. shags okay. covers? Yeah. No shags <laughs> covers. No. Okay, so I thought this had formed after you moved here, but this was this was a <laughs> thing that... Yeah. Um, we had been playing shows. I mean, Carla and I have played together as a duo as far back as 2007. It became a necessity once we moved here yeah. for various reasons having to do with... Um, the sudden dislocation from uh, the from our community, um, the uh, advent of children having, um, <laughs> and hence our lack of uh, ability to be the road dogs we had been, um, and we we moved from the one of the most vital, awesome, integrated seething cities in America, like Oakland, a little shout out for the biggity biggity o, um, to Dennis, Massachusetts on Cape Cod. <laughs> yes. Um, ice cream shops. Quite a culture shock. There. Cemeteries. Ice, ice cream shop. Ice cream shop. Cemetery. cemetery public library. <laughs> gas station. Yeah. But not too, far from, All the not too far from Cambridge and Boston and where, you know, lots right. of stuff is happening. Exactly. I mean, it's kind of a drive, but yeah, I know. Big, but then change. that requires that you leave the house. And, <laughs> yeah. and you have kids. Well, I know what I know how that is. Believe me, we got the kids in the other room here. It's uh, true. We've yeah. got one of one of each of ours yeah, in the other room. Exactly. Um, running amok. So, and and you know, I, I, the first time we met, you may not remember this, but it was over ten years ago at TT the Bears, which is no longer there anymore. Just recently right. closed. That's right. It's dark, and it was Sleepy Time Gorilla Museum, and Beat mm-hmm. Circus was playing on that. Right. Gosh, and I saw the poster on, from that night. That right? was an amazing That's poster. Right. The, I have it framed. Skull we have it, and the skeleton. Had it framed, oh, yeah. Incredible. And it was the it was the circus clown in gold yes, leaf right. with right. the maroon background. Yeah, that that yeah. was amazing. Silk screened. We yeah. built out the the little triangle stage in the corner we had a little catwalk that. built yeah. out i think I remember shinichi coming, was on tour with us shinichi was I, exactly us. i remember exactly. coming the, in for sound check and there was carpentry and sawdust all over the floor and i was like yeah. what the heck is going on in here <laughs> we were the <laughs> big bus outside on. and yeah i couldn't believe the 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 uh the project that sleepy time gorilla museum was it was not just a musical thing it was a theatrical thing it was ma- a maximalist band in oh, every man. way, conceptually, musically, note-wise, gear-wise, culture. It was a. It was really a conceptual. Uh, Want to say something? <laughs> oh hi. <laughs> That's Vigo Vigo Nelson Bossi in this. Yeah, sleepy time. Uh, you know, our own lighting guy, our own sound guy, often building a stage, bringing in a PA. Uh, it was, I mean, that Quite show a was a perfect yeah. example of us kind of uh, having to improvise and just fit our giant production into 
well, that tiny the little room. place. Yeah, I right. remember loving that show, though. That was a great show. Uh, we always had the best shows. There was like TTs. There was a place called the Pilot Light in Knoxville, Tennessee, that gave TTs a run for its money in terms of us squeezing on stage. You know, with right. all the various homemade instruments, the two drum sets, Nils's right, pyrotechnics and high kicks. Yeah, we would just turn the hair. road cases upside down, wheels turn up. Turn off the light that's in order. Yeah. Um, we would turn the road cases upside down, wheels up, and use that as a, as stage extensions, all right. like all three or four of the road cases. That was unbelievable. <laughs> and did you guys meet through Sleepy Time, or be- you knew each other before that? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to give you the Cliff Notes version. You remember those yellow books yes. with like the black lines Sadly, on them that yes, you would buy? I, I They're did, like the bottom. All right, so that. here's Cliff Notes, The Romance of Carla and Matthias. I was in a band called Skeleton Key. I lived in New York City, sleepy time, obviously from the Bay Area. We had the same uh, booking agent. She put us together on a national tour uh, in the winter of 2002, around Christmas. Uh, Oh, that early? That early. So uh, we did this national tour together around Christmas. These guys took a break for the holidays, and we had to keep touring. We were going to meet them in Austin just after Christmas, and we crashed our van, our Guitarist fell asleep at the wheel. We totaled the van. We all spent the wow. night in the hospital. We were wow. marooned by the side of the road. Skeleton key. Yes. What do we do? Let's call Carla because we were all had like a super crush on her. There was four guys, and she was in a mm-hmm. band with four guys, and she was the one girl. So there was like eight guys, one girl. And what was the band that she was in? Sleepy Time Girl oh, Museum. Okay. I thought you were in yeah. that band. From well, the so what happened is that they rescued us on the side of the road on I-10, just outside of Joshua Tree. We finished the tour together. Wow. Nurse Carla dressing the wounds <laughs> my, of my Skeleton Key. Nightingale fantasies came true. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Perhaps there was a quiet contest. I don't know what it was. Anyhow. <laughs> Uh, I I won. I won. <laughs> Carla won. No, I won. Anyhow, we started sort of a a a, a bi-coastal courtship. I was I went back to New York. Yeah. She went back to the Bay. Later that summer, their drummer Frank Grau. What's up, Frank Grau? Hope you're listening. Went back to UC Davis to get his uh, doctorate in political science. I see. And the drum chair vacated, and they held right. auditions and okay. begrudgingly invited the boyfriend to audition <laughs> i had spent a couple weeks learning uh-huh. all of the drum parts on pillows while i was on a landscaping job in northern virginia and I, I would work all day shoveling bat poop and driving skid steers and bucket loaders and and then learn like crazy proggy sleepy time tunes at yeah, night those those tunes must have been really hard to learn i couldn't i can't imagine it's like all these time signatures yeah every Four bars of things changing. <laughs> I went out. I won the audition. Outrageous. They let the boyfriend into the band. Which is unusual. <sighs> Unprecedented. Yeah. Well, let me just say, not to go on a total Sleepy Time tangent, but um, the the, fel- the fine fellows of Sleepy Time Gorilla Museum are some of, were, are some of my dearest friends and had been, had been touring with them for many years already. And... Uh, and I was also touring with two other bands at the at the same time. So I basically lived. I was touring with Tin, with Tin Hat, um, and also Two Foot Yard, and various other things here and there. So I, between all the my projects, I was on the road nine or ten months a year. And I remember Nils sat me down. I think they had all Nils Frickdahl, um They had already kind of spoken behind my back about this and said, you know, Carla, I think we should audition Matthias because. Ba- the undertone of what he said was, "You're basically never gonna, ha- you're never gonna really date anyone unless they're in your band. Like, what your <laughs> romantic life is doomed." So, <laughs> so true. It, yeah. it was actually not begrudgingly. It was kind of like they're they're good guys. They're, they're it's such kind good of guys, a necessity, right? and you know, yeah. if, you're, if you're touring, especially if you're touring a lot. Anyways, I got the I got the job. I left New York. I was so thrilled to leave my basement apartment in Astoria, where I was sharing basically a single room and a pink bathroom with an unemployed Brazilian cartoonist. And I went out to the land of and what mild this? weather. This was 2003. Okay, wow. Yep. Let's, let, we should play another track off of this, and I think we should play the one with Dan. <laughs> yes, let's Since we're talking it. about Dan, Sleepy Dan and, and Michael, Michael Melander, both from Sleepy Time Girl. Exactly. Yeah, let's so this do is that. a track. Um, can I just give a little background of this sure, record? Yeah. Um, we, for volume three of... Uh, Rabbit Rabbit Radio, which is what, how, what we call our releases. Um, 
we asked, we are a guitarless band, although our friend John Evans sits in with us a lot. Um, functionally, the right. two of us do not play guitar. Um, and we asked all of our favorite guitarists to send us a rhythm track to a non-existent song, a song that is not yet written. And so they... Uh, we got a, that was the Nels Klein track you just heard was was part of that that same project and then we kind of took those tracks and wrapped lyrics and melody and um, violins and drums around them and uh, so Michael Mellander was one of the one of the people who sent us a guitar track and having no idea what we would do with it and uh, in a way our son who you just heard screaming in the background. Um, was born in January, January 4th of, of last year. And um, so this was kind of our way of keeping us ourselves productive by uh, hanging on to the coattails of our prolific friends <laughs> during right. a period in which it would have been really hard to be productive <laughs> otherwise. Right. You can do and, a long distance thing like that and it can still work. Yeah. And it was super interesting and fun. I mean, the, each what we got was so wide ranging, but I think it kind of ended up being an oddly cohesive record even though the the instigation for each track is comes from such a different place yeah i think your voice and his voice the fact that you know that that ties everything together your voices yeah. are so distinctive that it makes the whole thing cohesive but i like the the roller coaster aspect of it it's not samey which is really nice you know yeah so let's do this what's this is the perfect abomination the perfect right? abomination all right let's listen to it rabbit rabbit radio right here on wzbc
Rabbit Rabbit Radio on WZBC, Free Association. Carla Kilstead and Matthias Bossi are here with us. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having us, Brian. And that was Steal Away. Uh, before that, uh, The Beautiful Blur and The Perfect Abomination. And we also played Rabbit Rabbit Rondo. Um, so I wanted to ask you guys, so, you know, I remember when, when you guys first started this, you were releasing a song a month, right? And then at the end of the year, you'd have 12 songs and then you put out a record is that are you still doing that is that the model still or is it more kind of you're you just recording them all together or um so we did that for three years and uh then it's kind of felt like that well, a bun- bunch of things happened when we started the this it was a subscription model that we that we started and we had a friend of ours named George Hurd who kind of helped us wrangle all the back end of that um, and a designer web designer and on a singer and um, so we were like a little mom and pop organization that um, created like kind of reinvented the wheel for ourselves right um, right which is kind of a, a a very interesting model, especially now, considering yeah. the music industry is is in a way collapsed. So yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, and that was kind of our way that, of like st- stopping complaining. You know right, what I mean? Like exactly. it, we Do, all be proactive for a about long it. time. Yeah. We're like ah, everything is different, and it's it's all the death of everything we know, and no one knows what to do. Finally, we're like, well, let's just do something. Yeah, let's right. figure it out, and. Um, so we started this subscription series, and 
I think for all intents and purposes, it was a, a, a total success. We didn't really make a living at it at all. Almost everything that came in went straight to yeah. um, the the George who's helped us do it and to the back end and to, you know, but, but it was successful in that it actually did pay for itself. Um, we had, you know, close to a thousand subscribers. Um, Great. And the thing that was fun about it for me, because I'm, um, I've always been a multitasker. I've always like I like doing this. I like writing poetry. I like making collages. I like writing. I like, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And this was a way. And that was the the really unsatisfying things about thing about digital music is that it's like a, a track with a really boring font. Even you can't even you know, <laughs> and it just downloads yeah. and it looks like every other track unless your eyes focus well enough to read the title. And there's no information. There's no liner notes. There's no detail detail there's no anything especially when you go to digital it's everything's the the tangible's going yeah yeah, yeah and i'm i'm a sucker for like yeah me too I, for this I'm totally absolutely <laughs> i yeah. like touching stuff and we we kind of did everything we could to make the internet as tactile as possible because <laughs> um, um, the great thing about it is that it's like free and i mean it's not free but you know what i mean like you don't you're not pressing cds and then sitting on boxes of cds in your basement um so what we did was we every song um that we released on the first of every month because there's a tradition of saying rabbit rabbit here on the first but and the first thing out of your mouth on the first day of every month so that's where our name comes from and so on the first day of every month we released a new song and we um got to write our liner notes for the song. I we see. got to tell people yeah. who the special right, guests right. were, what the thoughts were behind the lyrics. We got to scan in pages of our notebooks and messy notebooks and show people right. what that looked like. We got to um, take photos of the studio, photos of our lives throughout the month and have include a, um, you know some pictures. We got to um, make, music, make our own music videos. So almost every song actually come, has a music video that we made with our... <laughs> iPhone right. and, and a poster at some like, point that you remember that was that Dan created it was great Dan McCarthy yeah. yeah so at the end of the year the first year we released a actual CD um, and the second year we said well th- now we have a bunch of CDs in the basement that's great um, <laughs> let's do something more interesting more more of a limited edition kind of thing more yeah. like when people that you know, more exciting and tangible. And so our friend Dan McCarthy, who's a beautiful poster artist and silkscreen art artist, um, created a six or seven layer silkscreen image for us based on the on the lyrics of the song Swallow Me Whole. And, um, and we sold, so you could either just download the record for whatever it was, seven or eight dollars, right. or you could buy a limited edition fine art print of this gorgeous piece right. of art That's that came with idea. the download code on the back. Right. And so, and we only printed 250 of them or something like that. Yeah. So, um, and this next time, uh, we just did it. We just did a limited edition T-shirt that were that we kind of sold for right. a limited amount of time. And uh, yeah, I think that's a great idea. That, you're, you're get you kind of you know you're in control of it, so you can kind of you know yeah. map, map these tangible things to the. We songs, get complaints you know, from our friends who are radio DJs. Is that right? Because like, yeah, it's like yeah, I want a CD, on. right? Yeah. I want a CD with a spine that everyone uh-huh. can see. Exactly. In their yeah. So and and I, I get that, and there may be some merit to just printing a short. Radio of CDs, still right? still behind the times, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, radio has it's a it's a uh, um what's the word? It's like a a beautiful um testament to the past and looking at these walls I know, walls we're looking at it here, yeah, with all these <laughs> spines, you know, hundreds of spines, and you yeah. go into the library and you see all the vinyl spines. And that's amazing, yeah. too, because you go and you see the history of everybody's notes on the vinyl. This is great. This is terrible. Right. From 82 right. or 79, you know, that's amazing. Yeah, and now that all that's going to yeah. be digital, if at all, if it exists at all, exactly. you, you have to know how to, know where to look into the vacuum of your computer screen in order to find that kind of, those yeah, kinds of right. details and treasures. So, yeah. Well, I want to play another track, and this is, we've been going backwards. We played a few tracks from Volume 3, and we played this track from Volume 2, Steal Away, and then I want to play this track um, where you both sing together on Volume 1. Um, you have a? Do you have a story behind this one? There or? is a good story behind this one. We were on tour uh, in Austria. Uh, Carla and I were anxious to have something to 
debut for our European fans. So in our jet-lagged stupor, I think we arrived the morning of our first concert. You know, we left Boston late at night, arrived the next morning and had to go on stage. So we had this like crazy (laughs) fever nap and then woke up and said, okay, you know, I was reading this great book called Empire of the Summer Moon about this this, um, young girl who had been captured by Comanche Indians and I wanted to write a song about her her story and so we we squeaked out a first verse that night I and see. we started the show with it we sang it a cappella we just like went out to the front of the stage and sang it Hello, and by the second and by the second <laughs> the second night we had added a second verse and then the third night we had added a chorus and, you know the song grew over the first week, by the end of the week, we we had this song. Um, wow, that's great! Yeah, it was it that's, was a really fun, really fun sort of exquisite corpse little pile. It was really fun to 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 make the song, and I think it came out pretty well. Yeah, I think it's great. It's great to hear you guys singing together on this. Oh, thanks. Well, let's listen to it.
Rabbit Rabbit Radio, and that was off of Volume 3. What was the name of that track? Uh, that track is called Moano. Moano. And Moano. that was your daughter singing on that. That was our daughter, Talita, Incredible. singing. We kind of caught her right at the perfect moment. She's about to turn six now. This was about uh. a year and a half ago, so she was four. And she just was kind of guileless and unashamed and unafraid and right. like... Matthias put the head... But, oh, so this was still for our guitarist uh, a month project. And Fred Frith had sent us a bunch of different tracks. He had sent us a bunch of different kind of beautiful uh, arpeggiated things in different keys and said, put these together in any way you want. I see. And Matthias kind of made a map out of them and then put the headphones on to Lula and said, hey, Tuli, just sing into the mic. She just did it in one take, just sang along with it perfectly... In like, key and everything. In yeah, key, singing great. beautiful. And she made up her own language <laughs> as she was doing it. Um, and now she's horrified that we actually released it on a record. <laughs> she's like, That's I funny. can't believe you shared it with everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, at a certain age, they don't want to. They don't want to do. You caught her right at the at the right age to yeah. do that, right? Yeah, at yeah. the time. Was, and then you harmonize. That was you singing with her, harmonizing the, what she yeah. had sang. So in the second section, wow. For, for open the opening, she's singing alone. In the second section, I I transcribed her <laughs> her words and harmonized. And added a couple, I think three tracks on top of that it. That is great. Um, wow. And just like the, some some of those words just stick with me, like Michalutis Ersis Omega. So now when yeah, like, I, now get it. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was great. So you guys brought in some stuff here. Lay Lady Lay, you have that handy. The, this song has a, a pretty fantastic studio story as far as studio stories go. Um, and Matthias, oops, you just hit play. <laughs> That's cool. We'll tell the story after. Yeah, we'll tell it after. This is to Bob Dylan. Lay Lady Lay, lay across my big brain's bed. Lay, lady, lay Lay across my big breast bed Whatever colors you have In your mind I show them to you And you see them shine Lay, lady, lay Lay across my big breast bed Stay, lady, stay Stay with your man a while Until the break of day Let me see you make them smile His clothes are dirty, but his, his hands are clean And you're the best thing that he's ever seen Stay, lady, stay, 
stay with your man a while Across my big breast bed Stay lady, stay Stay while the night is still ahead I long to see you in the morning light I long to reach for you In the night Stay lady, stay Stay while the night is still ahead Well, what's the story behind that one? Oh, wow. Well... A, an unlikely obtuse drum part in that song. Uh, Kenny Buttry was the drummer on that. Great Nashville studio cat. Um, he was having a really hard time coming up with a, with a drum group for that song. Dylan <laughs> uh-huh. wanted him to play bongos. The producer, Bob Johnson, wanted him to play cowbells. And Kenny hated both of those ideas. Right. And... To prove how much he hated it, he played both simultaneously. <laughs> and he had the janitor in the studio, a little guy named Chris Christofferson, who was actually the janitor in the studio. Really? That, yes. Chris wow. Christofferson <laughs> held the bongos in one hand and the cowbell in the other. And Kenny moved the overhead for the drums, the single overhead, over to the bongos and the cowbell on one side and he would play them during the verses and then he would have to furiously switch over to the drums for the choruses but the overhead was no longer there and so you heard these toms that were like boom 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 really far off kind of churchy hallway it was far from the mic yeah Yeah, and so it's got this it's so strange really close clippity cloppity thing that was played in one take. I mean, the, the drum take was was one take and by accident became probably his favorite performance of all time as a drummer. Yeah, right. What so so many levels, and especially the weird the Chris Christopherson yeah, moment. Chris Not as a performer, as just as the, the janitor. Yeah. That is wild. Um, maybe we should go out on a rabbit tune. We should, yeah. We should. But, we should, but first we should talk about the show. Absolutely. September 25th, Friday night. Cuisine and Locale, Once Cafe, uh, Rabbit Rabbit Radio is playing, Big Lazy, Adam Glassi, my band The Confessions, it's going to be a great big blowout, and if you call as soon as we start this last song, we'll give you free tickets, 617-552-4686. Wonderful. And what's this last What's this last one you want to play? This last one's called Oblivious, uh, features a longtime collaborator, Shazad Ismaili, playing guitar on this Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for coming, man. Welcome, Brian. Thanks for having us. And I remember this Eyes bright with desire I'll keep alive the parts The parts Second, forget. We cut the branch to spare the tree. We cut the branch, the sun poured in, the sun poured in oblivion. We lose the latch to catch the thief. We hid inside the sun poured in, the sun poured in oblivion. 
Game. 